Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far and also a wonderful week. I know it's going to be a blessed week for you. I pray that the lines will fall onto you in pleasant places goodly heritage according to psalms 16 verses 6 and just even quickly say here that i was listening to nathaniel vasi um you know about him if you go on instagram i'm sure you would know he was speaking about thanks offerings and i kind of brought in my heart to really you know give god dancing offerings in this season so i would encourage you as i encourage myself to continually give dancing offerings to the Lord, you know. That's the one thing we can give God, worship. Worship is is our offering, our genuine offering to God. And I know that as we do that, God will be glad and accept our worship offering with gladdening smiles and hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, I've titled this, this message, Are You Programming God? But I... I may use the topic title God's Leading and Instructions Part Time. And so I'm going to be reading from First Samuel. I want to be using the story of David. And Saul. You know, we're in the season of discussing David and Saul for this time. And so I'll read First Samuel 16, verse 23, then First Samuel 18, 10 to 11, then First Samuel 19, 9 to 10, and 11 to 16. There are a couple of verses. I'll quickly read them and I would always encourage you to read with me so that you know the message sets in and you read the word of God directly for oneself. And God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So 1 Samuel 16 verses 23 and I read the NIV version. Whenever the Spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. Now I jump to 1 Samuel 18, 10 to 11. The next day, an evil spirit from God came forcefully on Saul. He was prophesying in his house while David was playing the lyre, as he usually did. Saul had a spear in his hand, and he hurled it, saying to himself, I will paint David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Now I jump to 1 Samuel 19, 9 to 10. An evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand while David was playing the lyre. Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him. As Saul drove the spear into the wall, that night David made good his escape. And lastly, um, 1 Samuel verse 19, verse 11 to 16. So Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him. In the morning, but Michal, David's wife, warned him, If you don't run for your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michal led David down through a window and he fled and escaped. Then Michal took an idol and laid it on the bed, covering it with a garment and putting some good hair to its head. When Saul sent the men to capture David, Michal said he's ill. Then Saul sent the men back to see David and told them, Bring him up to me in his bed so that I may kill him. But when the men entered, there was an idol on the bed and at the head was some goat hair. So I stopped right there. And today I want to discuss David's responses to Saul at time. 
Now, initially, when David would pray the liar for Saul, when the evil spirit comes upon him, the liar would soothe him, calm him down, and the evil spirit would leave him. And then he was playing this for a while, doing the same thing. But, you know, after the woman, you know, sang that famous song of Saul has killed a thousand, David ten thousand, David tried to do the same thing. But this time, even though he was playing the liar to soothe him and calm him down and let the evil spirit leave him, that didn't work because Saul already had ingrained jealousy in his heart against David, right? And which led him quickly to want to kill David, to do the intentions of his heart to David when the evil spirit was upon him. And so even though David was playing the liar, it didn't work. And he literally evaded him being killed twice. Then we go again and we see that in many cases, Saul now became even more vocal about his, his views of David of trying to kill him. He sent people to kill him. He even, you know, sent people, men to kill David in his house. And Michael told David to run away. And different things happened, as we see in the Bible scripture. Saul was determined to kill David. Now, when David got to the house of Saul, why did he go to the house of Saul? It was to help soothe him from the evil spirit when it comes upon him. And so, if David had focused on the why and God's leading to enter the palace, he would have been killed. Because in every single situation, as we see here, what he was doing before was not working. He had to change strategy and change structure. So, for example, initially, he was when the light was working fantastic. After a while, in the last of working, he was evading um, Saul because Saul was trying to pin him down and kill him, even when evil spirit was upon him. There's only a time where he had to even listen to Jonathan and run for his life, right? Because in those cases, he was doing God's leading part-time. God was answering him and protecting him in different ways before he could pray the liar and Saul comes down. But now he has to, you know, dodge his prayer for his life. Now he has to listen and hear Jonathan or Mika to ensure he preserves his life. In each of those cases, there were different instructions that he had to do to preserve life. And if he did not do them, he would have died. So if David was still trying to pray the liar when Saul was driving the spear directly to him, Saul would have killed him. If David was trying to pray the liar and decided to say, you know what, God has brought me to this position of where I am today and I, I'm around Saul and I'm married his daughter. I must stay here and nobody will kill me. He would have been dead because Saul would have sent the men. The men would have carried him. The, the men carried the bed to go and meet Saul to show how Saul was to actually kill him. And he got it, Saul an idol. If David was on that bed, he would have been killed. And so you see that David was going by the leadings at time. He wasn't focused on one particular way God had answered or protected him. Because in this situation, he was very flexible in adapting to God's leading to protect him throughout the time he was with Saul. And let me bring this home. As an example, imagine, let's say, over the last couple of years or last couple of times you've wanted a job, God had always sent people to you to lead to a role. So, for example, let's say what normally will happen is that you just be asking God for a job and next thing you just get an email or a LinkedIn message and literally that leads to a job and it's, you feel like that's what, how God has been answering you in the area of getting jobs. And then he's answering it that way for a while and you feel, okay, yes. So now that you, you now need a job now, 
you are now depending on how God answered you five or ten years ago as the way he answer you now. I would just say now that one has to be very flexible because God cannot be programmed. God cannot be programmed. You have to be very flexible. I have to be very flexible in our thinking, in the way we are doing things, in the way we are saying things, to follow his leading, though it is different from how he may have led us yesterday. Even though it may be different from how he has led us five years ago, but follow his leading and instructions part-time. Because guess what? Back to my example, in this particular case of getting a job, it may be a case where God wants you to actually, you know, go out and search for the job itself or go out for interviews. It may be different. He may be answering differently depending on what you need to get to where he's carrying you to at that time. Depending on the season that we are in, there are so many variables it will depend on in the way God answers us. But guess what? The way he's answering us is the best way we need for that particular time and season we need to remember this i need to constantly remember this because i feel like sometimes i'm always thinking oh well god answered me this way i have to know which cannot be programmed the one thing that we have learned in this um journey with god is the willingness to be able to be flexible with god so if god is saying go to a right today and tomorrow he says go to b don't think that, oh, what's God saying? He's making a mistake. No. There's a reason why he says go to A yesterday. There's a reason why he says go to B today. Just do it. You will find out, and I will find out later on, on reflection, that, oh, that makes sense. I couldn't connect the dots, but now it makes sense why it happened that way. Because back to our wonderful scripture today, if David had focused on the instructions of praying in law and just done that, he would have been dead. If you had thought, okay, actually, this is the king's son. He may just be trying to get me away. This is the king's daughter. They may try to get rid of me. I will stay where I should stay. He would have died. But yes, God was protecting him by revealing Saul's intentions through his children to David to protect him. But David could have seen it differently because he felt, oh, well, if I we might even say, God, is it, aren't you God? Let him come. And I want you Lord, to show him that, you know, I am your child. He would have been dead. It would have been a very easy one. But he had to obey the instructions by time. So I end saying that we cannot program God. We can't program God's instructions. We can't program God's expectations. What we can do is to listen and be flexible in his instructions at time and season. So thank you for listening to me today. I pray that God gives us the heart of obedience, the heart to be flexible, to go where it's asking us to go, how it's asking us to go, what it's asking us to do, no matter how inconvenient it may sound or be or seem. Lord, please help us. We can't do this on our own. Help us. In your infinite mercy, help us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.